definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's happening? Happy Hump Day. Good morning and welcome on to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. You know, Lucas White is normally over there, but I think he's vacated his poll as uh, intern Maris is back behind the glass. Today, on this glorious Wednesday, how are we doing, Hax? All right. Are you as happy as I am? I no, you're 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 far happier than I am. Why? You should I'm, be happy too. I'm I'm happy about baseball. Yes. Okay. I'm very happy about baseball. Sorry, it's just it's been I've missed this feeling mm-hmm. for uh, you know seven. The thing eight that I most admire, I think, about the Texas Rangers is they're um, they're getting things done so quickly that they have time to party. <laughs> they did have time to party it up. Don't last forget night. they partied when they sealed. A postseason bid. Which they got criticized pretty heavily for that. Then they go and win two of three, or two of two. Two of two. So don't have to play another one, so you get an extra day, so you get to party. Yep. Yep. Pop bottles. And then this deal, you win three straight, you get all kinds of time off. Yeah. So I'm admiring them for taking care of business so quickly so then they can have time to party. Man, that was it was just so much fun. And the way it was done last night, not a ton of stress. You get up really early. Uh, so I I enjoyed the heck out of that. Uh, and they've done was, that. So that that's another yeah. thing too. It's like, been one stressful game in the post. Haven't left us quaking about this bullpen yet. You know it's coming. <laughs> I, I I got nervous even with a six run lead in the eighth inning last night when good old Chapman loads them up and I was still getting a little nervous. But it was it was all right. I mean uh, you, the the offense has done what it's needed to do and giving you enough of a cushion. This has been the best offense in baseball when it's on, um, and it showed it again and has shown it throughout the playoffs. Five wins in a row in the postseason. And man, that, that team is a lot of fun to watch right now. Hopefully they can keep it up. I'm scared. The uh, cynic in me is like, you know, if they lose that one game, then then that starts the losing streak because they've had plenty of those this year too. But I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy this one. It was... Uh, it was a lot of fun. We've got well, and then Rangers. you know Josh is just right in the middle of all of it. He's hitting four hundred, starting postseason. double plays. He's making all the plays over at third base. Does not look he's, like a rookie. He's celebrating. No, he looks like a, a seasoned veteran with a baby face. Um, <laughs> seasoned veteran with a well, baby I mean face. That, the way no, he plays the game, the way he goes about it, is like a seasoned veteran yeah. who's already got an All Star appearance under his belt. Yeah, and. You know, even when he was behind 0-2 and, and had to take some defensive swings, he still sent one almost to the warning track in right center field. Sure. So, I mean, I, I just – the dude's a tough out. I mean, he is really a massive part of all this that's going down and um, just couldn't be happier for them and the organization and my childhood fandom and we'll have to – be careful with Lucas so we don't drive him yeah, we've got, uh, out of the studio. So got to put on the kid gloves. We do have Maris. <clears throat> Who is a ranger? Yeah. I like the hat today. Is that Except a, chili, that's pepper? a chili pepper on there. It is. It says, uh, come and taste it on the, taste on the top it. of it. 
come and taste it. I am a fan. <laughs> I am a fan of that hat. Appreciate Pretty it. Pretty sweet. It looks like a come and That's take it. Hat, but uh, okay, not, not not bad there. Um, we got lots to get into on the sports front. We will talk plenty of Rangers um, as we look ahead. The Astros play the Twins. I believe they have flipped that game from a one o'clock to a six o'clock first pitch or so due to the Rangers winning, so they've replaced it. There, um, we've got you know all sorts of things to get into. Hacks as as uh, we turn the page. It's Bob Seeger Day. Hacks loves some Bob Seeger, so we'll we'll look ahead to Red Raiders and Wildcats in. Just pure dominance in this series by Kansas State and how Texas Tech can get over the hump. I got a good feeling this weekend. I, I don't know what we're going to end up seeing, but I do have a feeling that Texas Tech has turned a corner. It, it kind of feels that way. You got a real chance for a, a three-game winning streak. You could even make hey, so maybe four games, maybe five games in a row. It feels like this ball can get rolling, and we can see that team we expected to see at the beginning of the season uh, just showing up a few weeks late. We'll see. We'll get into that matchup with the uh, Purple Kitty Cats, who have not been what people expected. Also, kind of like Texas Tech, both both these teams picked in the top five of the, the conference standings uh, prior to the season. Um Got uh, lots of little tidbits in the sports world to get into. Expecting some sort of KU sanctions, which means uh, you lose a scholarship for four years, something like that. I mean, no, no, no. Oklahoma State gets a postseason ban. <laughs> I I don't know what to expect today. Actually, I do know what to expect. I know what I want. That, that that's probably going to come out during our show, right? Isn't that the expectations? It sounds like there's going to be something handed out this morning. Or KU basketball, whatever it is, my expectations no, are didn't literally. I, didn't I bring this up yesterday? It was either the yesterday or the day before the. Just talking about where uh, are the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I think it was early in the week. I think it was Monday, but um, yeah. My expectations, truthful expectations, are that they get they lose like one scholarship for the next four years. That's what I expect, which is absolute horse hockey but what should happen is postseason ban for the next watch out chuck's lurking four years oh man the jayhawk <laughs> he heard jayhawk and his ears turned red he, he was up. lurking it's gonna be they have to get rid of uh one scholarship player arterio morris like, will be that guy arterio morris yeah there's your scholarship player that you lose no i to me it's a I mean, what you should see is a postseason ban for four years based off of the sanctions we saw. Won't happen. But that's what should be How about the on death the table. Penalty? Wouldn't, that, wouldn't it be great if we get to see all these guys that have gone to Kansas lose their season and all these guys knowing? Because you can't get upset and be like, well, I wasn't there. Or I wouldn't, this wasn't something that I did. Or uh, the, what's the big guy from Michigan? I've already forgotten his name. I'll remember it during the season. I know. The giant from Michigan, whatever his name is. Come on, Hunter, Hunter Dickerson. Thank you. Look at that intern coming through. Uh, Dickerson. Like, he come to Dickinson. Kansas? Dickinson, yeah. He comes to Kansas, and he doesn't get to go to the postseason. Boom, How great boom, would boom. that be? 
Because these guys know that Kansas is under investigation, that Kansas has done these things, but they still go anyway. Kevin McCuller missed out on his senior year getting to go to the postseason. Senior, senior, senior year. Senior, senior, senior year. Man, I would love it so much if, if something like that happened. Complete unicorns and rainbows bows dreams there going on, but or rainbows. Yeah. That's a Rain. horse, horse name. <laughs> <sighs> but down the stretch, it's rainbow. rainbows. But we'll see. Got a lot of headlines to fill you in on. Got a little uh, ear candy with the Rangers. Get to hear some of the highlights coming up from yesterday. All of that still to come. It is the end of the bench. We're with you till nooner today here on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's a hump day with the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton with you from the First United Bank studio this morning. Keep hitting us up. Thoughts, comments, questions, all welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line with you till noon. Got some headlines to bring your way on this Wednesday, October the 11th. And we'll start it off with... The Texas Rangers, as they took out the Baltimore Orioles yesterday, advancing on to the American League Championship Series, 7-1 to one win last night over Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore runs into a buzzsaw as the Rangers have won five games in a row in the postseason and uh, now get a little bit of time off to sit rest and reset the pitching rotation which could feature a Max Scherzer. Uh, We'll find out more on that in the coming days but uh, Rangers awaiting the winner of the Twins-Astros series. Uh, Astros are up two games to one after they defeated the Twins 9-1 to in Minnesota last night. I guess it was yesterday afternoon more so. Um so they will play game two of that series tonight. First pitch at 6.07. Pre-game starts at 5.35. You'll catch it on Double T 97.3. Hex, do you have a preference? I mean, I know a lot of people love the juiciness of a Astros-Rangers ALCS. But the Astros kicked the Rangers butt all season long. Twins gave them problems, too. Twins did give them problems, just at a smaller on a smaller scale, a lot less sample size there, and it was during that stretch where the Rangers were really sucking down the stretch. So, do you have a preference? Yeah, I'd rather play the Twins. Same here. Forget competitiveness. I don't. I want to play the easier team, but I do think we're going to see a Astros Rangers ALCS, and it could make for a lot of uh, high drama. Lots of drama. Lots of drama, lots of fun. These two teams don't really like each other. The fan bases definitely don't like each other. I think more one-sided than than the other. Feels like the Rangers fans don't like the Astros fans a lot more than, than the other way around. But I say that. It feels like there's a giant um, con. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. Anyway, a giant. Um, chip Jolly on, green giant. Well, a giant chip on the shoulder when it comes to Houston fan fans and anything Dallas. Anything DFW, Houston fans just can't stand Dallas people. So 
I think it's fairly mutual. So it could make for a very interesting ALCS. See what happens tonight. Um, also on our airways, we'll have high school fan zone for you. Coaches from Friendship, Lovett Cooper, and Liberty Cooper will hop on into the First United Bank studio to talk about their teams. Only you know, Tommy Wood in here tonight. That gets started up at 7 o'clock on 100.7 the score. Both Tech golf teams in action yesterday. I got a beef with the uh, format of the Big 12 match play first. The Illini Invitational uh, women's golf team finished in 13th place. They had a so-so uh, tournament. Very star-studded field in terms of teams, but didn't play their best. Finished in 13th place. Big 12 match play tournament. Got a little beef with how they did did it. Um, and this is a new thing with the 14 teams, how they've done this, broke it up into the pools and and that sort of thing. But so Texas Tech beats Oklahoma State yesterday in the straight up, and they tied for six points apiece in the uh, the match points. But Tech had the head-to-head on Oklahoma State, so I assumed that tie break would just be what what would uh, do it. Instead, they played a five-hole playoff, and then Oklahoma State ended up beating them in a five-hole playoff. Kind of weird that they didn't take that already head-to-head result there, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, that, that's what I was shocked because I thought, oh, Tech win that, they're on to the next one, but did not advance out of the, that pool. Instead, Tech got the consolation, which they beat Cincinnati in the afternoon and now are playing this morning in the fifth, sixth place matchup. OSU got into the third, fourth place matchup after losing in the semifinal yesterday. So. OSU and Houston are playing each other. Tech is playing the second-seeded team in the whole thing against Oklahoma in the fifth-place matchup. Currently down 2-1-2, but very early on in that one. It's Texas and Baylor in the championship match. Texas is rolling so far. Um, Major commitment coming up later today. Announcement. Uh, basketball. Yeah, Chase McCarty, yep. four-star guard. It's between Houston, Mizzou, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, Kansas, and Texas Tech. I have no idea where he's going to go, but he's going to make the announcement it, later it on. It does seem like there's definitely momentum here. Um, from what I've read, and again, I'm not deep into this stuff, it sounds like Kansas and Texas Tech are very heavy players. Anytime you're up against Kansas, that's tough. Um but again, that's just what I've read. So we'll we'll see. You can land that. That's a big, big get in year one for for old Coach McCaslin. Uh Texas Tech Soccer moves up to being ranked number six in the country. That is tied for the best ranking in school history. So congrats to Tom Stone and company. They get to go try to back it up. Lose Macy though. Yep, lost Macy Blackburn to a ACL injury. Sucks so bad. Oh, it's awful because, I mean, she's a phenomenal passer. She's a big, you know, just catalyst for your offense. And hate to see that. Um, 11 assists, two for two on PKs, breaks down defenses. It's last, tough. last year it went really bad after she got hurt. But last year's team wasn't close to this Yeah, you got team. a lot more depth on this team, but still, it – it is not one you want to uh, suffer. You go top three most important players. You can't lose. She's she's in there. In there. 
And what is it? Ashley Williams, Kerr. Alex Kerr, and Macy yeah. Blackburn, right? So, yes, anyway, uh, soccer does move up to sixth in the rankings. Tech will get to defend that tomorrow on the road as they take on UCF, still unbeaten on the season. And uh, they will square off with Central Florida in Orlando tomorrow evening. Uh, lots of midweek football awards. There's some honorable mentions and stuff. Taj Brooks, honorable mention for the Doak Walker running back of the week. Both Baylor Cup and Baron Morton, honorable mention for the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Weekly Award. Uh, you get Alex, Alex, Austin McNamara. I was thinking Alex Kerr. Austin McNamara uh, named the Ray Guy Award Punter of the Week. So he got that one. And then Steve Linton, the Texas Star of the Week by the Shrine Bowl. So all over the place you get awards, midweek awards, after you beat down Baylor last weekend for Texas Tech. Of course, the football team back in action on Saturday night, 6 o'clock kickoff against Kansas State on Double T 97.3. And one more note for you, Dallas Stars. Did you know the puck drops tonight for the Dallas Stars? To open the real deal season? Yeah, this is the season. My gosh. They opened the season last night. I actually, after the Rangers game, watched a little bit of uh, Golden Knights and Kraken. Did you see the way the What's Go- Kraken? Did you see the way the Golden Knights uh, raised the banner last night? The championship banner? No. It was pretty good. So they have a giant slot machine on the ice. <laughs> giant slot machine. Pull the lever. And then it's like it lands on Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, nice. Bing, 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 and then they start raising the banner from behind the slot machine, and it was, it was as Vegas as it gets. And then on the ice, they have a light show of the ice filling up with golden gold coins too Man. after the, the slot machine. Very Vegas. It was very Vegas. Why do I get these underwear ads on my? You got the same one. Didn't you this the Skims thing? Why are these <laughs> popping up on my ESPN? No, I don't get those. You uh, no, you showed me the other day. No, no, you're lying. You were saying these lingerie ads because you got distracted on air, just like I am right now. Oh, oh, remember? Yes. Yeah, it, it was the yeah. same. It was. I mean, it wasn't the whatever. Never mind. Just gonna, but mine had ladies in them. Yeah, mine didn't have any ladies. Okay, and just the the chonies themselves. All right. <laughs> On from underwear to you know, Rangers. How many running backs are we going to rank? We are, yeah, I didn't mention that. Tiers of 12, part two. What, whatever you want. Tiers of 12 are your baby, so we're going to rank Big 12 running backs. We got 14 in the league. How many do you want to go for? More than that when you consider. 14, yeah, you can rank running back rooms if you want. It doesn't matter. Okay. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Moving on to hour number two. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app brought to you as always by Happy State Bank. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman. Lucas White across the way, along with intern Maris. You can keep hitting us up. Many of you have, <clears throat> haven't have uh, really caught up on the Yates Point Center chat line. We'll play some catch-up here in this hour and talk Rangers, um, Red Raiders, a couple of questions in there, fried chicken. 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 
fried chicken. All of that on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll we'll dabble in that. I've got a uh, a stat that is very apropos for the team it is with. I've got a gripe. We've got a tiny wheel spin that I forgot in the first hour, but we're not going to forget this this hour. Uh oh, Lucas is already a little upset. So, should we push the tiny wheel to to, to tomorrow? No, he's a grown man. He, he needs to knock it. it out. He needs to knock it out. He will. He spun last week and then uh, got to uh, revoke that spin due to uh, birthday presents. I'm so. watching these dead men. They found El Chapo's, one of his uh, stash houses. Stash houses? So they oh, yeah, yeah. knocked a hole in the brick wall and they're bringing out these bundles of cash. What are you doing? What are you we can see your faces, you idiots. That's all right. His men are going to kill him. Ah, you can go into hiding. Yeah. You got a bunch of cash to go into hiding now. Come on now. Oh, jeez. This is this from Barstool Sports. Filming yourself taking El Chapo's money is an ambitious way to go about life. It's like those... Watch, they see the camera and they they go put it back in the uh, the house afterwards. Have you seen the videos of the guys that that start stealing stuff? Like in and a then supermarket, they realize they're, and then they look up at the <laughs> supermarket, and then they take it out of their pocket. Yeah, look right back, putting it right back there. I didn't do it. You ready for the tears? Yeah, I got my t- my running back tears. Let's go. Tears of twelve. All right, I've only got eight though. Eight. I, I got two tears. I only have uh, six and a half. So tears? No, six and a half. Running backs. Running backs. Okay. Ten. Yeah. I got uh, C.J. Donaldson, eight. Who you're going to face here next week, D.J. Giddens, seven. Okay. R.J. Harvey from UCF, six. Imani Bailey from TCU, five. Even though he leads the league in uh, rushing yards, he's also had it handed to him way more than anybody else. 121 times he's ran the football. So he's four. Five. He's five. Ollie Gordon here as we begin the next tier is four. He's got pro written all over him. He's ran behind a terrible offensive line. Even with that, he still ran for 136 against Kansas State. Devin Neal, three. Taj Brooks, two. Jonathan Brooks, one. Okay. Added a couple after. Chargers. Okay. So the two Brooks guys are... Wait, did you have Neil two or one? I mean, two or three? Three. Three. I think we have the same top three. Uh, C.J. Donaldson is eight for me. That's who I had. Ollie Gordon is seven. Um, total numbers are just not as big as the others, but I haven't watched a ton. Uh, UCF combo of Harvey and Richardson is by far the best duo in the Big 12. Kansas has a good duo, too, but those two guys have been really good, so I put them both together at six dj giddens at five um i think he's he's good but when you compare him to deuce vaughn from last year that's where comparisons fall short four is amani bailey three devin neal two taj brooks one jonathan brooks though i'm telling you taj can supplant jonathan i think both of them are extremely good but just for uh non-bias sake i put i put taj at two 
I think those top three running backs are the clear top three running backs in the league, though. Devin Neal, Taj Brooks, Jonathan Jonathan Brooks. Neal is explosive. He does a lot at Kansas. I mean, when they have 399 yards against UCF on the ground. Sheesh. Well, and then Giddens ran for 230 against UCF. Yeah. I think Taj is licking his lips for when Texas Tech gets to play UCF. I mean, technically, the worst rushing attack or rushing defense was Baylor on paper. I think most people would tell you UCF is the worst rushing defense in the league. This weekend, though, you go up against the best rushing defense. Things are a little bit different. I think we're going to have to see Texas Tech open up a can of passing game this week that we haven't seen since Baron Morton's been the starter. So I'm very curious to see how much, how much do you force the issue with the rushing game? Do you still go three or four yards in a cloud of dust when it's working, or if it's working enough there, or do you uh, really try to attack a couple of cornerback spots for Kansas State that have been vacated by injuries? I think it's probably going to be a lot of the latter. I think you're going to see. Now, that's the thing. We got all week to break down this matchup, but that's the thing for me, Hacks. I don't want you to completely vacate the the running game this week. You won't. I don't think you will. I don't think Tech will. But that's what Cliff Kingsbury used to have a big problem with, in my opinion. Oh, and now he's a much richer man than I am, smarter man, brilliant offensive mind that everybody wants. But in my opinion, the biggest play-calling issue with Cliff Kingsbury was when the running game wasn't working early, he just got rid of it. He quit on it. And he did that a lot at Texas Tech. Just kind of quit on the rushing attack when it wouldn't work. If you've got a rushing attack that's that's banging the head against the wall a little bit in this game, I hope Zach Kitley doesn't vacate it completely. I hope you see the team still go back to it and... Um, Run some RPOs, mix it up a little bit. But um, I do think we're going to see Baron Morton have a much bigger impact on this game than we've seen the last two games. Well, I'll tell you one thing that you can do to win football games, and Texas Tech has done it the last three halves. Going back to Houston after that debacle, 28 points given up. Adjustments were made. You got a couple scores out in front. You made them completely one-dimensional because you took away their run or they ran away from the run which probably a little bit of both. Probably both, yeah. Because they're like, we got to speed this up. This clock runs faster than it used to. We got to score. Once they got to that point, they couldn't score because the thing that was allowing them, I'm going back to Houston, to move the football was the mix. They had a mixture of tailback run, quarterback run, quarterback pass. What happened to Baylor? Absolutely can't run the football. Pin your ears back. Go after shaping. He has a nightmare overnight. He's probably still having nightmares about Texas Tech. Defenders turning around in his face as soon as he wants to throw it. So making teams one-dimensional, that's something that Tech's done the last three halves of football. Agreed. And it's caused them to totally dominate three halves of football. Yeah, you, you take away that run, and then it does become a feast. Go after the quarterback. Get six sacks in a game. And the sack numbers weren't near as heavy against Houston, but there's a massive difference and Donovan Smith having to hurry the football out in the second half compared to the first half. So completely agree with you. 
Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Rolling on to hour number three. It is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app brought to you, as always, by Happy State Bank. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, joining you from the First United Bank studio this morning. Lucas White across the way taking care of us and being a good sport today. He got a fairly fortunate wheel spin, so he will be changing his uh, Twitter profile to the... Uh, and you know, it doesn't have to be embarrassing, but you know, just a high school photo. Lucas already looks young, though, so I'm I'm curious what young Lucas actually looks like. Younger Lucas, y'all keep hitting us up. Uh, quite a few in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. We will continue to visit some of that. Um, got a list, of course, for this third hour. Got. Uh, KU basketball sanctions we expect to be handed out at some point. I read this morning, but someone did say, well, I kind of hope it breaks during while Clint is on air. That's That would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be kind of fun. No, we only want it to break when Clint's on air if it's something actually bad. Because if it's something that's good for Kansas, a slap on the wrist, then it's just going to make everybody mad and want to go after Clint's throat. So... That that's the only way it's a good thing is we're hoping it breaks soon just so there's some sort of closure on it. David says, I just want KU to be banned for this year just so McCullough can suck it. <laughs> that's from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. David not holding holding back any. Postseason ban should only apply to a year where they would qualify for the tourney. I hate that teams usually get the postseason bans in season. They wouldn't have made it anyways. Yeah, usually that's how you see the self-imposed bans, right, Hex? Mm-hmm. They uh, they see how bad the season's going. Like if Tech needed to do something last year when you get off to a 1-6 and six start in conference play, like if you had, a, had allegations against you or something, that would have been the time where we were like, okay, postseason ban, we're not – we're gonna we're gonna ban ourselves from the postseason because got this one and six start to conference play and do I have that number right? We did start off one and six in conference play, right? What tech? Yeah, it's like zero oh, and eight. Was it that bad? I've tried to uh, I apparently remember. expel a lot of that from the memory, and that's what I remember was zero oh, and eight. Okay, but. I think you're right. Was it zero oh, and eight? Was it that bad? I mean, I remember it was atrocious, but... I remember they had to come back from down like 22 to beat Iowa State just to get a win on the board. And there was a tiny stretch where we're like, hey, this team could make the tournament. <laughs> Went three in a row and... We're so desperate at times. We were very desperate. But... Just like... But that's exactly what teams do. You find yourself in the midst of a terrible stretch. It's like, all right, postseason ban, self-imposed now. Don't do anything, NCAA. We got this covered because we know we're not going to make... the postseason anyway um someone says i love hax's laugh every time he pulls out a pop quiz <laughs> that's the laugh of pure joy this is what it is all right lost to tcu lost to kansas lost to oklahoma at home in overtime lost to iowa state by 34 and ames lost to texas by two lost to baylor by seven lost to k-state by 10 lost to west virginia at home by 15 
Won the Big 12 SEC Challenge, then finally beat Iowa State in overtime when you were down a so million. So, 0-8. Oh, oh you were right, right? Is that, did One, that count correctly? 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Wow. I've, oh and 8. I pushed it off in my mind as uh, a 1-6 start somehow, but even worse than that. Then you lost to Baylor, then you <clears> lost to <throat> Oklahoma State, so you were 1-10. and 10. Yowza. That's a rough one. Uh, this from the chat line. Any feelings on what KU is actually going to get in all seriousness? When we talked about it earlier, well, I, I gave mine. I think what you see is one scholarship loss for four years. That's just a pure prediction. They'll lose one out of their 13 scholarships for the next four I years. I think they'll lose two scholarships and recruiting um, yeah, visit times. Res- restrictions on recruiting. Yeah, that, I, I probably left out. So what do they deserve, truthfully, in your mind? A postseason ban. For one year? For one year. I think they deserve more than that based off of – I mean, they had six level one allegations. Violations. Violations, not allegations. Like, it's beyond allegations. Six level one violations. Like you've talked about, Oklahoma State got a postseason ban for one. One level one violation – that they self-reported. How do you not give them more than one year of postseason ban? And the how is what we've talked about forever. There is not a bigger conflict of interest in business out there than the NCAA and college basketball. Not the NCAA and college football, but the NCAA and college basketball because 85% of the annual revenue, and the number may be even higher now, 85% of the annual revenue to fund the NCAA comes from the NCAA postseason tournament. And one of the biggest money makers, one of the biggest eyeball drawers, is the Kansas Jayhawks. So if you have a blue blood in college basketball, you have one of those darlings, they don't get punished because it is hurting the pocketbook of the NCAA. Been over that a million times, it's how it works. Huge conflict of interest. So uh, I don't expect to see anything today that will hurt the pocketbook of the NCAA. Kansas can survive just fine with one less scholarship or two less scholarships. They'll survive just fine with less recruiting time because they'll get giant recruits to come in to Lawrence and come see the Mecca anyway. But I, I expect nothing because that's the basis that's been set for us in the past. NCAA literally faked, they created, or sorry, not NCAA, North Carolina literally faked classes. Like, created classes that didn't exist for athletes. Got a slap on the wrist. Got nothing. I mean, they created classes that did not were not real classes. That's why I kind of found it interesting when they were all upset about the eligibility of the football player this year. I was like, guys, do you realize what you got away with? Got away with? with, yeah. So, yeah, no expectations. That's that's where I'm at. We'll be pleasantly surprised if anything that resembles a single postseason ban is put out there. They deserve four years. I stand by that. They deserve a four-year postseason ban based off of the precedent they set with Oklahoma State. They deserve technically. You go six years. That's what. Do what you go off of. One level one 
violation. You got six with Kansas. It's silliness, though. They will not hurt their own uh, bottom line. And that's the bottom line. Which is actually coming up in 50 minutes. But right now we've got uh, some headlines we'll deliver to you coming up in a little bit. Uh, a tech football question. Haven't talked a lot of tech football. It is Bob Seeger Day here with the end of the bench. So we'll turn the page and look ahead to Kansas State coming up in a little bit as well. Reset all the top headlines, including the Rangers dub for you. Coming up next, it's the end of the bench till noon on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Music means it's time for Ask the Benchwarmers. Bring your questions in right now. Yates Flooring Center chat line, easiest route for that. You can uh, tweet us on the tweet at 107 the score, or on the X, I should say. Also on uh, the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. You want to dial us up that way, you are more than welcome to do so. However you want to get your questions in, we accept them. And for whomever, myself, Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton to my right, Lucas White, across the way, handling us, bring those questions in right now. Uh, let's I start. got something for you, dude. Okay. Um, I accept your challenge. Retired Australians. It's a couple. Grandma and a grandpa. Okay. Spent 450 straight days on a cruise consecutive. No, thanks. Because it's cheaper than living in a retirement home. (laughs) For real. That's what they say. That's a lot of moving around. 51 straight cruises. So you had to pack up probably every 7 to 14 days. The great-grandparents stayed on board Princess Cruises, 2,000-passenger Coral Princess, for more than 450 days, longer than most of the crew, including the captains, and expect to continue to stay on. Their first cruise was June 16, 2022. So they just stay on the same ship the whole time, mm-hmm. which is even better. They live there. They live there. That's crazy. Because then most of the time these are all inclusive, so mm-hmm. all their meals are paid they for. get a maid to clean their oh room. Oh, my gosh. That's actually brilliant. I love it. Hex, do you want to go on a cruise with me? With me? Uh, no. Okay. I'm going on a cruise for my honeymoon. Cruise for the honeymoon? Yeah. Where are we going? The Bahamas. Bahamas. Brother went there uh, this past year. You like Good it? Lord, I hope I get to the go to the Bahamas. Come on, mail. Come I, on. I think you're going to the Bahamas. Well, got to get my passport. Uh, this from the chat line. Come on, we're going to lose this weekend. It's K-State. They find a way to embarrass us. I understand that line of thinking. Seven losses in a row will do that to you. 11 out of 12. Sheesh. Uh, if Tech had any sort of success against K-State in recent years, we would be the favorite going into Saturday. Considering the struggles year after year, it definitely is a coin flip. That's from Tennessee Raider. Does Vegas factor in? You probably know this better than me. Do they factor in recent former history? They do, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably an accurate statement. Tech would be the favorite because I do. 
as as crazy as this may sound, I think Tech is a better team when they're playing at their peak than Kansas State this year, right now. We've seen Tech's peak. I don't know if we've seen K-State's peak. I mean, but the loss to Missouri was not a good loss. And the loss last week was definitely not a good loss to Oklahoma State. They, they've played well against bad teams, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Pitch warmers, who's the most dangerous player on offense for K-State? Will Howard when he's healthy. Yeah. Because Will Howard... We're throwing it to the right team. ...can really rush the football. But that, he took off on his first rush, and he, like, face-planted. I was like, that, that's... I mean, that guy... That's probably well, the scariest Well, first off, sure. okay... Giddens is good, too. There was an interesting stat. Last year, Texas beat OU 49-0. Kansas State beat Oklahoma State 48-0. to mm-hmm. And this year, it turned around, and Texas beat OU, and OSU beat K-State. Um, that game, last year, Will Howard looked like a track star. Mm-hmm. He just ran wherever he wanted to, and then he could hand it to Deuce Vaughn, and then they had that, you know, high draft pick on the defensive line. Um, so when he took off and just kind of face planted, I was like, that doesn't look like him. He's, he must be hurt. But then he did have like a 70-yard run down the right sideline and almost got in to the end zone. So I don't know where he's at with his health, but hoping not when, great. when he's healthy, he's yeah a dangerous player. Well, and then get I'm pretty sure we did quarterback rankings before the season. I know Howard was in my top two. I can't remember exactly where I had him, but Howard was in my top two coming into the season. That, yeah, you, you that know, was last year's version of Will Howard. I, what I, I saw Friday night was not last year's version of Will Howard. What's crazy to me is I think Dylan Gabriel is the best quarterback in this league, and I don't think it's close. That's who I put number one, I think, before the year. And I Remember man, Collier was ragging on us a little bit about what has Dylan Gabriel done? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he said those exact words, but well, yeah, he was the he was the cynic OU fan before the season of. Uh, but my, I get that. I mean, we all do it with our teams, but better than yours. And then we're not getting to see Daniels. Gabriel's by far the best. Daniels would probably be two on that list right now if he was healthy. Gabriel's got that kind of controlled swagger. He'll talk to you a little bit, but he won't grab your like mouthpiece and throw it in the stands either. Um, this from the chat line. We still are the Vegas favorite, technically. Correct. Choice Mizzou is 5-1 and one and lost to ranked LSU. I don't think it's a bad loss for K-State. It was a bad loss the way they lost the game. That's what I meant. I didn't mean it was a – like, on paper, no, it's not a bad loss. Just like, at this point, Wyoming and West Virginia aren't bad losses for Texas Tech at this point. But Tech should have won both of those games. Just like K-State should have won that game against Missouri. Um – Bench warmers, where is the furthest away y'all have had a listener text in from? I mean, we don't get signed texts from everybody. We we know our mobile app truly does go anywhere. I know we've had one in Shanghai before. I remember that. Um, that's probably the technically furthest away because that's the other side of the world. So right, like Shanghai right now would be almost midnight, somewhere in there. Uh, I know we've had someone text in in New Zealand once. Um, that's halfway around. That's halfway around. Yeah, there's. we've had texters text in from all over, and we appreciate you all. 
I, we're always curious. If y'all ever want to tell us where you're listening from, we always like to, to hear that. So you're welcome to do so. Bench warmers, Friday night college football games should be outlawed. Change my mind. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to change your mind like uh, like that table hacks had once. Toby Keith. I like, uh, I don't know. As a Texas high school football fan, I'm kind of with you. But that being said, I also like being able to plop down on the couch and watch a late late Friday night game. It's it's a nice thing to have. So I much, much prefer the Thursday night games, though. But then you're up head-to-head against NFL, and the numbers aren't as good necessarily. So I, I understand it. We got a Thursday game this week, don't we? Where are we at? Someone help me. In the Big 12. West Virginia, Houston. Houston, there it is. West Virginia, Houston. So, ding, ding. Lucas must already have money on it. (laughs) Uh, What's Texas Rangers, what's the Texas Rangers regular season record this year against the Twins and Astros? I'm going top of the noggin. I think Twins was two and four, I think. It was at the end of the season. You played the Twins all six games within a week of each other there and and here. Um, Astros, I cannot remember. Astros, 13, no. It was bad. Oh, look at that. Wikipedia has a Lone Star series. See how updated it is. Yeah, I don't know. I did, those questions are a little harder on the, on the fly. I'm not sure what that is. We'll see if uh, Lucas maybe can pull it for us. As we're out of time. Hacks, when will you get to see Tech Men's basketball workouts so you can give us fans an assessment of how we are going it's to be been, this year? It's been terrible because they work out from 10 to 12. All right. They work out in the mornings while we're on the air. It is not. It's not been good. I'm going to try to get a look at him Saturday. And I'm not frustrated with your question. I'm just frustrated that I haven't been able to see him. So uh, I've got to get over there and make it happen, but it's been really hard when they're about to wrap up as soon as we wrap up. Uh, Bullfighter says, I texted from Jamaica when I was on my cruise. Yep. Favorite Mexican food restaurant? It's always dicey because we try to stay sponsor-based when we go restaurants. So do love me some Montalongos. Taco Bell. Taco Bell? I, you can't do that as we're walking out, man. What a way to finish. Go Rangers. Or Hacks and Lucas. Mine's a mini chain on Milwaukee. I'm choice on 100.7 the score. This has been the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.